Welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast on the most excellent podcast network. It's the podcast that has it all. Gaslighting, kidnapping, Stockholm Syndrome, slavery, miniature golf. <laughs> I have to say, this is the most hilarious slavery movie I've ever seen. Though. Isn't it? It really is makes that wrong? slavery cute. <laughs> and also a filmmaker and a comedian who are just going to jump right into the choppy waters of uh, our favorite movies from the decade of movies we love most. Which we revisit with adult eyes. Yes. Uh, this is episode 12? Question mark? We watched Overboard from 1987. Caviar should be round and hard, and it should burst in your mouth at precisely the right moment. For Mrs. Grant Staten III, life was a cruise. Seems a mystery woman was picked up by the Elk Cove Garbage Count. And a local handyman in a lot of trouble. Your children are totally lacking in parental supervision. Hey, you don't have to tell me these kids are lucky. Has just found a way out. She seems to be suffering from amnesia. Of course I know my name. It's... Yeah, that's my little cookie cutter. This missing link person is not my husband. Well, he seems to like you, and he's a nice guy. Come to daddy. Gee, mom, we're so glad you're Hi, mom. What is it I normally do? I prepared and handled raw food. I was short and fat. You walked kind of hunched over, you know? We did it on the first date. Couldn't call it a date, really. We stayed right there in the parking lot on 7-Eleven. And the short, fat sleeves. Is this Joanna Staten? Are you going to bring me my lemon or do I have to squeeze it from my hat? Is this Joanna Staten? Who? I'm Joanna Staten. Baby Doc, what's for dinner? Kurt Russell. What? Go boom boom. Sugar lips. Yeah. <laughs> Overboard. Thank you for making me a wife and a mother. Why did you do that? <sighs> Holy cow. So some movies... There's like an elephant in the room. You revisit them and they, they kind of frame something a little weird or mm-hmm. just not appropriate to today's culture and society. This is more of an elephant ride. <laughs> it, 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 it's a whole herd of elephants. <laughs> it was, you know, I this movie, I feel it wears it on its sleeve and, mm-hmm. and it uses it for comedy. It's like there's no or nothing else to really say. You know, I I think it was probably just as weird and uh, on PC back then too. You know, perhaps with sort of you know. But I think like it's one of those things 
where it was just like it was pretty much considered cute right to wink wink this is terrible wink wink but isn't it so romantic right that uh he is kidnapping her like <laughs> you know it's that sort of you know a lot of other movies in the 80s romanticize things like stalking and you know like oh it's so cute yeah Yeah. he loves her so much he's willing to completely mentally abuse her you know in a not that she i mean they let we'll jump right in um i'm chrissy lens i am the director at national comedy theater i am this podcast's resident comedian and i'm nathan blackwell i'm a filmmaker um has a podcast about movies <laughs> <laughs> and how what's your viewing experience with overboard so uh, um kurt russell and goldie hahn are just 100 percent charming aren't they the best they are like i mean i'm so, sort of obsessed with both of them <laughs> yeah um i i'm definitely obsessed with kurt russell mm-hmm um, being kind of a, I, I don't know what a fan of Kurt Russell is, a mullet head. Oh <laughs> my God, yes. So did you, did you write a haiku, did you write a haiku to Kurt Russell's mullet? I did not get a chance to, so I'm just going to improvise one. Okay, great. Okay, here we go. I'm Let's see. Kurt Russell's mullet. It does not know gravity. He is a monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's so... There's so much charm and so much fun that yeah. that both these guys and it's obviously a project that they, being a couple, created or were signed on to do together so they could they can make a movie. Is this the only movie that they've done together? Is it? I don't know. That doesn't seem like it should be, but maybe it is. Yeah. So Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn. If you don't know, they're they're a lifelong couple. I don't think they've ever officially been married, but they've been together for like 30, 40 years or something. Yeah. And uh, they were like the the original Brad and Angelina, right? Who um, they were like, oh, we don't need to get married. We don't need to put labels on it. Because mm-hmm. uh, they had both been married before. Hmm. Okay. This looks like they're in a movie called Swing Shift mm. together. Okay. Oh, yes, they are. And it's very, they're very cute in it. He doesn't have a mullet. He has, like, short... Okay, I'm not going to see it. <laughs> uh, and that was 1984, so perhaps that's where they met. No, no, they met They met much uh, earlier. Uh, they're also in a movie called The One Only, the One and Only Genuine Original Family Band. That's probably where they met. In 1968. Yeah. Okay. But they, but they both had other spouses. Yeah. Because Kate Hudson and... The other guy are not. That's why their name is Hudson, not right. Russell. Right, Ernie Hudson. No, <laughs> I don't know. That's the only Hudson I can think of. For a second, I was like, that can't be. Um, um, <laughs> but yeah, they're they're. I love them both as individuals, and we've talked about we talked about Escape from New York. So that's sort of like the other genre of Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is romantic my... comedy Kurt Russell, and I love them both individually because Goldie Hawn is so amazing she's so funny she's such a good comedic she's performer. so in charge of this movie absolutely yeah and she she plays at both ends of the spectrum so differently 
and so convincingly that you just even when she's being a stone cold bitch you're just like i want to be best friends with this woman uh, in her superhero outfit <laughs> with like a cape oh my god her outfits her just watch this movie alone for her outfits like all she wears 100 bathing suits that's like all she wears that's yacht life i guess but they're all like that 80s cut that's basically up to your rib cage like the the leg holes go up to your boobs and it's like a thong basically body thong one of the ones she wears is like completely sheer on the back Mm -hmm. and then she's got this all these different capes and robes and hats yeah like enormous like epaulets gold Mm -hmm. tassels as though she's the captain yeah exactly (laughs) and then it has a cape yes and it's and it's so so good um, but I did you see the movie that she did with um, Amy Schumer, Snatched? No. It's cute. I liked it. Uh-huh. Um, and I heard, you know, her comedic chops are still 100% intact because she has the ability awesome. to be yeah, she's... both sweet and bitchy at the same time. Uh-huh. Like, you know, it's, there's sort of a naive brilliance, but also you can tell... Yeah, it's funny because that she's very sharp. You know? We're we're not we're in that we're at the age where we know her from stuff like this, and we mm-hmm. don't know her from the stuff she did before in before this, like laughing, which, which was like laughing, where she was just kind of like bubbly and light. Mm-hmm. We know her more as kind of like you know the the character that she's playing here in Overboard. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a little more sharp, a little more, you know quote-unquote bitchy but yet likable you know it's different than than, just being like her first persona that she had to kind of fight like when she was in spielberg's first feature the sugarland express they were like you can't cast her she's just like this light comedian you know she can't play this dramatic role and we know her more as this kind of second persona yeah that's a good point um, this is definitely a family favorite yeah. uh, of my family, and so that's why I'm always like making excuses for it. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it, w- the point of this podcast is that we're we're looking at movies that we saw, we loved with new eyes, but and sometimes we realize that they're they're kind of terrible, and sometimes we realize I don't care how mm-hmm. this looks, I still love it. I'm going to defend it. You know. Yeah, and there I will defend everything except for there's one little piece of the puzzle that I want to wait till we get to it <laughs> that I will not defend, that I will mm-hmm. be like, no. And I hope that the updated version uh, will address some of these things. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, there is a remake mm-hmm. um, with uh, Anna Ferris and uh, some dude from How to Be a Latin Lover. What's How to Be a Latin Gigolo? What's the the movie he's from? He is. His name is Eugenio Derbez. Eugenio, what a name! That's like a sexy name. Uh, and he is yeah. How to just, Be a Latin Lover. Instructions not included. <laughs> Lots of movies. So it's a su- successful actor. Just we just I just haven't seen him in anything yeah he hasn't been in a lot of big things but he's a mexican actor so he's crossing over at this point uh, he he is the jackie chan of mexican comedians yeah awesome that sounds good to me um so we gotta kind of walk through this chronologically Mm -hmm. yeah so the start of the movie we'll take it from her superhero outfit yeah Hans outfit she's they're stopped in a place in oregon 
on her yacht. I guess she just like basically lives on her yacht with her husband, who is played by Edward Herman from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and he, I isn't he also the dad or not the, the teacher? He's in the Lost Boys. He's the head vampire. Is he? Isn't I, he? I haven't seen that movie. Yet. Let's That's just say yes one. and not look it up. Okay. Uh, but so she lives on this yacht. They're stopped in Oregon. She needs something to do. So she hires a carpenter, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell, in a tank top, permanent tank top, mullet on fleek. It's just, it's so high up. It's so far away from the sides of his face. I don't know how he, he spends a lot of time with the blow dryer in the morning. Yeah. Uh, his, his blow dryer kung fu is so sharp at this so point. It's so good. Like, I'd really, if I started now, if I went that direction, I'd really be starting from scratch. It would take me a good decade to get at this point. And you know what? I don't think they make blow dryers like they used to. Like, I think that he was using the kind of blow dryers that ran on, like, gasoline and just, like, destroyed the environment. And I bet, like, I bet he had his own hair person that he took with him wherever he went. Just someone who could get that just right, that thing that 80s mullets do that is just so of its time and brilliant and here here's something else he totally has a dad bod <laughs> like he is rocking sleeveless he's rocking shirtless he's rocking tank tops throughout this movie and he is not cut he is not chiseled like by today's standards oh, well today's, he's schlumpy yeah. So we talk about like the standards that women have of beauty. Like today, like mm-hmm. the the need to be cut and ripped or whatever the things are, like whatever is furthest from whatever I am. <laughs> like those standards are so high. Like they, you know, I feel so bad for like Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. for every Thor movie. In the latest Avengers movie, he was wearing a shirt for the whole thing. There was not a shirtless scene. Because I just can't imagine the pressure there is to be that cut. Like, it's ridiculous. They do lovingly caress his biceps and declare him to be a pirate angel. Yeah, so we got that in. (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Like, dudes in movies in 2018 have to be so jacked. Yes, that's the word, jacked. But you look back at, like, this was the height of Kurt Russell just being sexy same with like die hard if you look mm-hmm. at bruce willis and die hard it's like he's not jacked he's no. he's very soft and yeah. human looking but yeah way better looking than me <laughs> there was still a standard there was still a standard but it was like he doesn't he like he barely even has pecs like he's just kind of a guy who's like look at me without my shirt on yeah and it makes like 2018 people go but why what are you offering yeah me? fun fact so like in the big trouble in little china poster mm-hmm. he's pretty m- muscular he's in got that the poster. gun show yeah but that's not his body it's drew struzan's body he painted that. himself he, he got a photo of himself and he was that jacked what <laughs> yeah and then he just put Kurt Russell's head on there. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Well, there's something that is different from yeah. them to now. Uh, but so Kurt Russell builds her this really cool closet where you like turn a crank and the shoes like split and go into the back. Mm-hmm. Which as a kid, I go like, oh yeah, that's, he nailed it. That's awesome. And, that's a genius closet. And now I look and it's like, that's eh, pretty gimmicky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, because it's made of pine and not cedar. Uh, oak. It was made out of oak. Oak. Right. What am I thinking? Who who makes anything out of pine? No one. Jeez. Um, she fires him, refuses to pay him, 
and throws all of his tools overboard. Oh, yep. We have a title. She drew first blood. Uh, and yeah, she throws his tools overboard, which is which like is expensive. Expensive. Yeah. Um, guys, that's 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 that was rough. Yeah, and he, like refuses basically to pay him for his work. Cut to, she's still just like chilling on her boat, mm-hmm. and she so she's spoiled, but she is obviously unhappy with her yeah. life. That's mm. what the movie is telling us. And she has like a board a board with her. She has, of course, the yacht crew, but uh, her I guess a butler. Yeah, Roddy McDowell is the yeah butler, and he's very sweet. And but he like really like he paints her toes and mm-hmm. he waits on her basically hand and foot. There's that moment in the trailer that we saw. Which there's a lot of like sexual innuendo that completely like sailed over my head. For oh the yeah, entire... <laughs> there's so much that sails over your head for this kind of movie as yeah. a kid because you totally buy into the elephant ride, the fun mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. it. You know, like you you kind of give up the conceit that it's it's terrible because mov- movies are all all fantastic. There's like nothing really applicable to your real life. They're all th- this is just as realistic as the Three Amigos. You know? Absolutely, they're, they're completely. And Fantasy. I had, and I had no idea, like, you know, as a kid in the 80s, like, I don't know if your mom ever watched Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. <laughs> no, but it, it, we, it would be on TV every once in a while. And mm-hmm. you're like, what is this? It's... What is this? But it like Champagne Wishes and Caviar Dreams, right? Uh-huh. Caviar was, it's, there's a moment yeah. in Big, too, of the caviar eating where that was somehow the pinnacle. Oh, yeah. There's, there's all these kind of cultural points to where things represent, like, rich richy richness and and lifestyle and then it was caviar yeah and don't you think that's weird yeah it's like why would a single food item be well it was kind of like gray poupon you know which is all but also like yeah gray poupon was so elevated yeah in the 80s and, and 90s it's just so hard in 2018 to think of a, a, an item of food or something. I guess maybe like kale salad, like something where you're like, right. oh, this, this is the thing. Well, it's different now. It's like the the thing to aspire to is kind of like, you know. Only eat drinking smoothies. Yeah, exactly. Removing toxins from your body if you don't have a kidney or liver. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I guess I would compare it to that. It's like the fan- fanciest people now are all about detoxing or whatever right this is sort of that um but she like describes the the caviar bursting in your mouth and all that stuff like that's where she's at in terms of being a fancy lady uh she goes to fetch her diamond ear also she does not love her husband she's always faking her period (laughs) so that he won't come near her yeah um, which is also a very eighties conceit, and he he's as a as a spoiled, isolated, rich dude. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's so he, good. He's so he 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 completely leans into the detached element of not really knowing how normal people work and just mm-hmm. doing his own weird thing. Yeah, he's like on the acting scale of these movies, like. He's more towards the James Spader and Mannequin yeah. end of the spectrum. Total character <laughs> sure. actor leaning in so hard, mm-hmm. totally just playing. Car- and becomes cartoonish yeah, at the end. absolutely. I love it. Um, so she f- goes overboard and gets another 80s thing, amnesia. Uh... <laughs> and she is such a dick to the people at the hospital uh-huh. and just everyone she encounters she treats them like they are lowly how would you describe it oh yeah servants 
Yeah. Well, okay. You really Pesky summed servants. it up there in one word. Yeah. <laughs> they put her in a locked psych ward. Oh, and so one of the guys who plays the... He's, he, is he the police officer? He was the host of Family Feud mm-hmm. for yeah. my entire childhood. Yeah, the police officer. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, Family Feud, Family Feud, there he is. <laughs> and, they, yeah, again, the, the movie plays it so that she is so annoying mm-hmm. that there is just so little that Kurt Russell has to do for mm-hmm. them to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. They're like, eh, yeah, he seems nice. He's Why not, didn't you leave? He's not dripping with blood. He didn't right. bring a chainsaw. Like, right. Why wouldn't we just give you away to this man? Uh-huh. And, there, and, and, and it does make it fun. And I'm interested to see in the updated version how they will explain, um, because he sort of brings, what does he bring? He brings her underpants. No, they give him her underpants. Right. All he does to prove is that when he was, is is to point out a birthmark. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So when he was, um, you know, creating the cabinet, he was ogling when she was wearing that crazy sheer you know, bathing suit. He mm-hmm. saw her birthmark, mm-hmm. and he just spent a lot of time eating on that boat. Well, I, the, you look at the food; it's not a lot of sustenance. It's just like a bunch of hors d'oeuvres. Like it's like <laughs> the kitchen is like we got this leftover. Like it's not a meal. It's like, not. You're gonna have to eat a lot of that stuff to to get filled to maintain your Kurt Russell dad body. Yeah, and besides, <laughs> he's he probably needs to take in like twenty five hundred calories a day. Sure, 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 sure. An eighth of the Chris Hemsworth calorie budget. Yeah. Yeah. He just claims her. He takes her to his home where the gaslighting ensues because he gets all four of his children on board of trying to convince this woman. Crazy feral animals. Yes. And And he's quite happy about it. You know, he's like. Yeah. He says to the teacher woman, like, you don't have to tell me that these kids are lucky. We're pals. You know, it's not like a dad and yeah. child situation. It's it's five man children, you know, yeah. living totally unorganized lives. Yeah. So, so both characters in this movie really have a journey. Mm-hmm. She, you know, has to, she, she was desperately unhappy beforehand and had, and needed to have more of a quote, real life. And he was just a giant kid who wouldn't grow up, you know? Yeah, I guess I don't see necessarily that he ever changes, though, is the thing. Because mm-hmm. he I really wonder what his life was like with that first wife, the actual mother of the kids. Because mm-hmm. he treats her terribly in terms of, like, she used to cook and clean. He used to, to come home and then go out drinking with the boys. It's right. that very... 50s yeah man woman roles so like what was that first wife like it's she was like mrs draper who's the first mrs draper a lady draper i don't know (laughs) (laughs) the good draper wife yeah what's um, her name let's let's forget i said anything about the drapers um but i don't think he learns anything so i would disagree i feel like he's pretty so when he takes her into his life, mm-hmm. um, he definitely wants her to kind of pay off this money that he she owes him, and he kind of treats as her as a slave, as a, a slave. slave. But I also feel like he doesn't really know how to do ad- anything. Adult, yeah. He doesn't know how to clean. He doesn't mm-hmm. know how to keep a house. He doesn't know how to parent his children, and by her kind of 
pushing back when she feels too much like a slave, he kind of has to grow up, mm-hmm. you know. And by by the end of the movie, when they're when they're partners and they're working on the the miniature golf course, which is his dream, mm-hmm. she is kind of an equal partner at that point, and he learns that it is important by her like when when her her kids are getting chewed out at school for being feral Mm -hmm. and she stands up for them he he gains respect for her but he also understands that it it is important to be you know when he sees kind of the results of her actually stepping up and being a parent where, where he isn't he kind of sees the benefit of that like teaching the youngest kid doesn't know how to read and she's yeah. teaching him how to read you know, and then the other kids have no respect, and he thinks it's awesome. But when he sees the change that she kind of brings about, she he kind of realizes the importance of having not a slave but a partner. Yes, and offering <laughs> guidance, I think, to his kids. Yeah, so um, I feel like they both are kind of stepping into the middle, towards like, the middle. Yeah, and it's I think it's interesting because he doesn't have any skills because obviously. He had himself a mother and then a wife that took care of all those things for him. Yeah. And she's had servants all her life. We meet, do meet her mother, who is Mona from Who's the Boss. Yes, she is awesome. She, she's, she's so great. Yeah. She wears evening dresses. Catherine Helmond. Right? Oh, am I pronouncing, Am I pronouncing that one? Kind I, of re- yes. almost like doing a prequel of her character from Brazil. Um, but yeah, she's, she's amazing. She's definitely one of the standout performances. She's like lovey though, like she, you know, from Gilligan's Island. Like she's always wearing an evening gown. <laughs> At one point, she's always she's holding her Pomeranian, who wears a crown. And this was before that was a thing. She calls the butler over and she goes, "I'm going to sit." <laughs> he has to like <laughs> gather her dress for her, uh-huh. and he goes, "Now, madam." <laughs> and she sits. <laughs> That's she's one so of my good. favorite moments. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so, but, and she has no skills because she's been waiting on hand and foot her whole life. I get it. And I like seeing, you see where the, his home starts and where his home ends. Like, she cleans it, organizes it, and makes it a nice place that someone would want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with, like, her clothing. Like, they just buy her a bunch of Goodwill dresses, and they're little boys, so they have no idea what size or anything. Uh-huh. There's a hilarious scene where he, she's in this really huge dress. He explains it by saying that she was very fat and had a hunch mm-hmm. and she lost all the weight. <laughs> right. It's pretty brilliant the way he explains things away. Yeah. It's improv, people. Improv. I can teach you those skills at National Comedy Theater if you want to learn how to <laughs> kidnap someone. No, delete this. Um, yeah. In the, but she learn, She starts to dress herself, too, in the style of that more rustic woman but still very like stylish and mm-hmm. cool so for legal reasons we say we can't say kidnap people and use these techniques however <laughs> kurt russell constantly has to improv explain, he, yeah. yeah he has to explain what's going on why aren't there pictures of me mm-hmm. and he says we lost him in the move yeah why don't these clothes fit me you uh, used to weigh 300 pounds. <laughs> and you were hunched over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and then he eventually has to come up. If she's really kind of like writing the line, like, this isn't right. And then he has to come up with some photo evidence from, you know. Um, Which, 
that guy did a really good job. There's no like Photoshop in yeah. 1987. So how is he doing this? Yeah, back in the day, that's what you had to do. You had to actually physically edit the. You had to draw and then also like collage the the photos together and then it re you know photograph Re-copy them. It? Yeah. Well, good for the friend, the schlumpy friend. Right, Mike Haggerty. He he really came through for old Kurt Russell. So the husband, meanwhile, yeah, Grant Staten the third, is playboying around. Yeah, I love LA. <laughs> it's just going nuts in those. How many like eighties? Eighties uh, um, ladies. Eighties ladies. I was gonna say how many like eighties sunglasses did we <gasps> see in this movie? Oh my god, they're so brilliant. They're That's... just yeah. Talked about jacked. These things are just like cranked all the way up to like a hundred. It's nuts. They're brilliant. That's that's a drinking game rule, right? Watch yeah. overboard, and every time they're wearing insane sunglasses, you have yeah. to take a shot because when they're there, they're crazy. But yeah, he's got women on board. To foodie is that yeah. one of their mm-hmm. names? And he's just like living it up, and he would never have gone back. Except for the mom keeps calling. Mona mm-hmm. keeps calling. It's interesting. It's like he would, it's almost kind of like different, the different spectrum of where like Kurt Russell was. Like it's almost, they're both existing in like these boy man, you know, bubbles. But it's the rich boy man and the poor boy man. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good observation. Wait a guy never noticed that. So, so yeah, but it really proves too that the only person on earth who cares about Joanna is her mom. Mm-hmm. That's the only person who is looking for her or cares that she is disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, I feel like the the whole message of the movie is summed up by the wise butler Roddy McDowell is mm-hmm. about looking at life from different perspectives. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's, that's really what lesson. what Goldie and Kurt Russell both have to kind of do. Yeah, and then the guy who doesn't do that is the the husband. The husband. Uh, so he has to eventually come to fetch her, and there's I just I love the way that scene is played. Uh, they open the miniature golf course, and everything. Yeah, so coming Kurt up Russell's Millhouse. dream. So Kurt Russell, um, he's he's a carpenter. He can't get enough work, mm-hmm. but he's still working. And um, secretly, he's going out at night, and we think he's just beat. Oh, that, that's another thing. It's like I'm going to go bull with the the boys, and mm-hmm. he would just leave. And he's putting on this facade of like, no, no, you take care of the house. I'm just going to go out and drink. Mm-hmm. And what he's actually doing, however, is he's working a second shift, like yeah. moving manure at a fertilizer plant. Yeah. And so his secret dream is to uh, design and build a miniature golf course. Mm-hmm. Based on the wonders of the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like, here, it's like, what a time to be alive when, when you're just like, I have baked a miniature golf course that is based on the seven wonders of the world. And people in, in Elk Grove, Oregon are like, you don't say, what, 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 how do we get in? Like, take all my money. <laughs> right. I've never heard of such yeah. magic. I love the scene where he... Is trying to like his business plan is are just a bunch of drawings, mm-hmm. and it's a bunch of like rich dudes at a Red Lobster or like a Crab Shack, mm-hmm. you know. Which is probably the nicest. Have you place. ever been nervous in your life? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And and I also like too that he's like he's actually building the inside. It's like you knock it into the mouth and it comes out the ear, and everyone's like mind Whoa. blown. I've never seen this kind of miniature golf technology before. Uh, but it's really cute. And, like, this is the height of them as a couple. He he loves... He tells her he loves her. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I did like appreciate that he doesn't try to like sleep with her. Yeah, he's not oozing with yuckiness on yeah, that on it, that it, level. Yeah, he takes the bed, she gets the couch, mm-hmm. and when there's that flip in the relationship, mm-hmm. he gives her the bed, and then he takes the couch. Yeah. And it's not until she's the one who finally kind of, um, when it's sexy time, mm-hmm. she initiates. Yeah, sexy time. Yeah. So I did appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but they're they're in love at this point, and that's when Grant shows up, and right. she. I love how she just walks past him. Like, oh, hi, Grant. I just got to stick these flowers in some uh-huh. water. Like, right. And she just comes to all these realizations. She's happy to see Grant. She's happy to remember who she is. She's happy to remember that she's like she knows her name and she knows her history. And she's sharing that happiness with Kurt Russell. And then she's like, oh, no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> There's that moment in the trailer too, like "Thank you for making me a wife and a mother." Wait, just a minute. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? <laughs> You're that sweaty carpenter who hates me. Um, she goes back to the boat, and now she's a fish out of water once again, but mm-hmm. in her own world. Yeah, she's no longer. You know, it's like before the servants had to do everything. Now, when she's hungry, it's like, "Oh, I'll pick this up," and then, "Oh, are you hungry? I'll, I'll you know, do you want some of this?" It's like, "Why are you serving me?" Yeah, she's thinking of other people. Yeah. And they're like, I love the psychologist, too, that they bring Oh, he is is awesome. He reminds me of the the air traffic controller from Airplane. Mm -hmm. Because he has no tether to reality. He's just, like, completely doing his own thing. Just bits, 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 bits. Uh (laughs) He's so funny. Um, he's like, do you want to smoke? She's like, I don't smoke. She's like, well, of course we smoke. We all smoke. Let's all smoke. Let's like, all smoke. <laughs> that's got to be the most 80s moment of the whole thing, right? Uh-huh. Let's all just smoke. Let's all, we'll work it out. Let's all just have a cigarette. Uh, she's doing shots with the crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, yeah. So that's when we learn, okay, okay, she's, it's almost kind of like a British thing is she's going the, the, you know, upstairs, downstairs. She's going downstairs to drink with the staff. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that's where uh, Roddy McDowell kind of gives his his you know wise speech about seeing life from different perspectives. And she apologizes to him, and they have a really nice moment. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the boys who, who they themselves have had a journey, mm-hmm. you know, they want her back. Yeah, and they they didn't want a mom. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted to be feral animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they were looking at nudie magazines and destroying things and eating the worst kind of food. And now they want, now they're kind of cleaned up and, you know, they're doing good at school and they want a mom. Yeah. They learned the value mm-hmm. uh, of being housebroken. Yeah. <laughs> what was that great line? It's like, I think they're housebroken. Don't they housebreak them so- each other? <laughs> Oh, I love it. And the one gets a girlfriend, and they start dressing nice. And yeah, so they want her back. Mm-hmm. And they want to put together a plan to go save mom. And Kurt Russell sort of like, no, we got to let her go. That's where she belongs. It's mm-hmm. like it's like an old yeller moment almost. Mm-hmm. Or not old yeller, because like, it's like a Harry and the Hendersons moment. Yeah. Where it's like, don't, can't you see I don't belong here anymore? <laughs> Go back to your place. Go to your people. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he decides, nope, I am going to go rescue her. Right. No, not rescue her, but get, get her back. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Let her know we love her. Mm-hmm. So they get the Coast Guard to chase down her yacht. And, and, and But meanwhile, and it, she spins her own boat around. Yeah. And so it's it's like another thing. It's like, there's no way in reality that, like, the Coast Guard would help them. But they make the Coast Guard guys so quirky and goofy mm-hmm. that it totally... You, you make it quirky and goofy and fun. Like, these guys are not your normal Coast Guard dudes. Just like how at the beginning, like, the people who have her, it's like... You know, how do you deal with that that script dilemma of like, well, how is it realistic for them to just give her to some dude? Well, you make them weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's a great way to say it. Absolutely. Because there's that really cute Coast Guard guy who's like, man overboard. Mm-hmm. Woman, Woman overboard. <laughs> She's wearing an evening dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hell of a day at sea. <laughs> Boy, Captain. <laughs> that part's great because she has turned her boat around. He's coming to get her. They both leap into the ocean mm-hmm. to be together. Happy, happy, happy. And then we get the brilliant reveal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like, I can't believe you would give up all that money just to be with us. She goes like, uh, no, the money's mine. It's not his. Yeah. Which... I guess in I guess in eighties minds it's like, uh-huh. but a woman can't own property. <laughs> Surely not. Or it's the eighties thing it's like, oh my god, we're rich. That's this that's the ultimate goal. And they probably didn't have like um like a prenup mm-hmm. situation. Or maybe they did, I don't know. Because like Grant Staten the third is gonna get half that boat. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. But they do cut to then the kids like filling out their Christmas lists. Yeah, which is cute. How do you spell Porsche? <laughs> it is cute. Um, rags to riches, I guess. Something we were obsessed with as a collective culture in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't <laughs> mind money today, though. Oh, I wouldn't mind. Are we giving out money? I don't think so. <laughs> right. I've seen a photo of it. Look, It looks great. Didn't it seem yeah. fun? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure I would spend it on caviar not, and boats. Not, yeah, right. Not not that we're we're on a high horse or anything. <laughs> no, no, no. I would take that money. I wouldn't spend it on money. Would be so great suits. right now. So great. I would. I would definitely buy caviar at least once. <laughs> just to see, just to see what all the fuss was about. It's so salty. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so. The only thing I think that I was left with as a question at the end of of this most recent viewing, because I have seen this movie. This is a movie that I never stray too far from. <laughs> I I love to force people uh-huh. to watch this movie as well as like the movie I'm going to force you to watch. That's oh, good. Up yes. On yes so you <laughs> just as Kurt Russell forced her, mm-hmm. you force others to. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you have to see this movie mm-hmm. for so many reasons. For Kurt Russell, for Goldie Hawn, for the two of them together, for the absurdity of the plot, and how well it works. In yeah, and how spite well it. it embraces it. You yeah, know, that's the thing. It, it doesn't stray away from the ridiculousness. It embraces it. Nope, and I and I love it, and I I love first describing it to <laughs> right. someone. It's funny. It's like we we have this movie is so much more palatable than us than like maybe one or two small moments than in crocodile dundee yes <laughs> oh you're no you're 100 percent correct that is not wrong uh-huh which like in crocodile dundee it's like maybe a screen time of 90 seconds of... or all of young guns uh-huh which i thought i loved right and which i just is... couldn't deal with it this i still love yeah i stand by it i recommend it i give it I 10 think... out of 10 things you throw overboard what are those what are those? What are those? Oh, the uh, the life 
preservers. Yeah, but isn't there a fun name for the ones that are round? Lifesavers. <laughs> I think you're right. Isn't that why lifesavers are yeah. round? Okay, I give it nine ten. out of ten lifesavers. Nine out of ten overboards. Yeah, I give it nine over ten caviars. Okay, I'm gonna give it eight out of ten, which is pretty darn high. You're right. Eight is better. Eight, eight is better. Okay, it's an eight. We yeah. agree. It's it's so charming. It it's is. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's slow in some parts, but not as bad as as some movies that are just paced a little differently from that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just charming. The only thing that the question I was left with is, what does she see in him? Like in him as a man, mm-hmm. what does he? I mean, I get what she sees. <laughs> I mean, within, like, what yeah. does he have to offer her as a well, man? Well, when, she, when okay, the point that she really kind of turns around is is on her birthday. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of being romantic. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's telling that story about those people in love, that, that old Spanish Arcturo, story of the sea. Katerina and Arturo. Right, which is what they yell at out at each other Katarina Arturo <laughs> the reason I know that is because in an improv scene whenever I don't know what to name my partner mm-hmm. they're always Arturo <laughs> for this very That's reason or- yes origin stories yeah <laughs> <laughs> um that's I don't I don't know if there's like a specific aspect to him other than being like the first quote unquote real man that she's known okay you know, because he's down Cause it, to earth, it's but yet so little romance <laughs> to win her over. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that was my only thing. Is like aside from the fact that I, as the viewer, am imbuing Kurt Russell with all of these qualities that his character Dean Prophet doesn't necessarily possess. Right. Well, it's almost kind of the opposite too. Of like, what does he see in her? Mm-hmm. You know, other than being. Eventually, as someone who does challenge him, who does, um, who is kind of a partner, mm-hmm. but yet, what are the personality aspects of her that is appealing that to him? He eventually, liked. Yeah, I, I think ultimately, it, it's it's not that opposites attract. It's almost kind of like what you, what is the other side of you that you need to kind of fill in to make both of you as a whole mm-hmm. is attractive. And I think that's what it is for both of them. Like, you know, you've you've got the the more grounded, folksy <laughs> Kurt yeah. Russell, mm-hmm. and then you've got her, which which is a little more um, sophisticated, sophisticated, and yet challenging. Mm-hmm. I one hundred percent agree with you, and I think you hit the nail on the goddamn head. Made out of oak. Nice, nicely done, <laughs> nice. Mr. Blackwell. Okay, well, all right. What is your deep cut recommendation? So it's not super deep. I'm going to oh, okay. say, <laughs> I'm going to say, well, so if you, caviar. yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, then uh, if you want to kind of continue the enjoyment, I would say watch Captain Ron. Oh, yeah. Which is, it's almost like Overboard meets um, Snake Plissken. That's exactly right. New York. If you want to have more goofy Kurt Russell fun mm-hmm. in the same vein as this, then watch Captain Ron. Absolutely. Oh my God, now I'm thinking of Captain Ron and I'm, it's just making me so happy. <laughs> Captain Ron is a brilliant movie. Um, yeah. Okay. Academy Award winning Captain Ron. <laughs> I'll have to double check that. IMDb's uh, occasionally wrong. but uh, 
yeah, because like Snake Plissken gets tired of everything and just decides mm-hmm. to go live out in the Spanish Main, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's before Jack Sparrow, right? He's sort right. of Jack that's Sparrow what, that before we, we Jack said Sparrow. That is the is the patch is the Kurt Russell patch trilogy mm-hmm. is Escape from New York, Captain Ron, Escape from L.A. Yeah. So recommend that whole trilogy. The whole mm-hmm. thing. Recommend just <laughs> Kurt Russell as a human being. Okay, that's perfect because you you sort of took a Kurt Russell recommendation direction. I am taking a Goldie Hawn recommendation perfect. path, uh, and I'm going to recommend yoga. Okay. I think that uh, like Goldie Hawn is well known to be a practitioner of yoga, um, and I just recommend it because. In many ways, yoga can just, like, enhance your life in general. Um, So you should take a class, grab a video if you're not yet ready to go do yoga in front of other people. YouTube has a lot of really great yoga for beginners. Mm -hmm. And even if you never get into, like, the crazy stuff, which none of us real folk ever really will... You some of the simpler moves even are so good for you physically and mentally. You should definitely, yeah. especially if you have if you got back problems, like if you're in a chair mm-hmm. all day or using a computer. And they have office chair yoga that you can <laughs> do, um, but also just for stress, for anxiety, managing breathing techniques, all that stuff. Cool. I recommend yoga. So what are we watching next? Ooh, okay. So we're trying something out. Um, we're doing a double header of Stallone movies. Yeah. All right. The next movie is, is it Rocky IV? It's Rambo. Okay. Okay. The next movie is Rambo. Yeah. And after that, well, we'll keep it a secret what that movie is. <laughs> you can guess. But please feel free and encouraged to guess what you think the next Sylvester Stallone movie is that we will choose. Um, but I've never seen Rambo in any of its forms. I saw this super young. This was one of my first rated R movies. Uh, I may have even seen it like the first, the the same day that I saw Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh which my was god! My first what a rated day R for horror. you! Yeah, I know that you, you Nathan call... grew up very quickly that day. <laughs> you need to call whoever that was, that uh-huh. friend, and Jeff be like, Sanders. Thank you and curse you at the right. same time. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, <clears throat> I. I'm increasingly concerned that I'm going to be that mom who like lets my children's friends come over and I'm just mm-hmm. like, what? It's not a big deal. They're watching, they're watching Rambo. What is the big deal? <laughs> By the way, it's, it's worthwhile to point out that this movie is rated PG. Overboard. Yep. It's rated PG and there are bad words left, right, and sideways and front and back and center. So many bad words. Um, okay. Shoot. What was the other thing? Oh, we're going to um, take a moment. <laughs> We so this is the part of the podcast where we always say like you know thanks for listening. You can find Nathan at squishystudios.com. You can find me at nctphoenix.com. Uh, and we always say you know rate like, review like rate, us review thumbs up all that stuff. Um, so we want to give a shout out. So we're, we've got our very first iTunes review. What? Yeah. And so if you guys do leave us a review on iTunes, we'll. Um, Show our gratitude and read them online. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our very first review. Okay. Oh, we've got two. We've got two. So you can do the first one and I'll do the second one. Okay, we've got our very first iTunes review. And so to show our thanks, uh, we are going to, if you leave us a review, uh, we'll read them online. Uh, and so our first review uh, comes from Bortis Panadas. 
and uh, the review is, I like it. Mm-hmm. Five stars. <laughs> Thanks, Boris. Thanks. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, our other review uh, is by PCF Chick, and the title of it is, Woo! Up to nine zeros. Not zeros. What are letter zeros? Oh. Yeah. Up to nine O's. Vowels. <laughs> yes, vowels. Uh, and PCF Chick says, Super fun podcast. The hosts, Chrissy and Nathan, are awesome, and their knowledge of these movies is just what the 80s fangirl in me needs. Stay excellent, folks. Cool. Thank you. We will stay excellent. So, yeah, please leave us a review on iTunes, and then we'll read them on the show. Or Stitcher, like, wherever. You're not an iTunes person. Yeah. Well, whatever. I don't. I don't understand. ITunes? I don't get you those only people. Want iTunes? Okay. Um. <clears throat> but yes, please do. We'll read it on the air, and we thank you so much. And all this stuff is so very helpful. It's the most excellent '80s movie podcast uh, on the most excellent podcast network. Man overboard. Woman overboard. And she's, she's wearing, wearing an, an evening, evening dress. dress. <laughs> oh, we're goofballs. We are. We're the worst. Oh.